Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Now, turning to other news, testifying at a House Oversight Committee hearing this morning, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross stuck with his contention that he included a citizenship question on the 2020 census because Justice Department officials made a formal formal request of him. The Democratic chairman, Elijah Cummings, said documents showed that Ross had been working to add the citizenship question from his first days at the Commerce Department, and he gave him a chance to change his prior testimony, which Ross refused to do. Joining me is Richard Brafalt, a professor at Columbia Law School. Rich, a lot of these documents have been made public. There have been two court cases on this issue. What do you know as far as the court case is what they've shown you about it. Well, the two court opinions, one from the Southern District of New York and one from a district court in California, have both been uh, quite devastating in terms of their interpretation, their reading of what happened in terms of how the secretary made the decision to add the, the citizenship question. Both, really, well, how can I say it, sort of express deep doubts about the candor of the secretary and indicate that there's a lot of evidence that uh, one of the dis- the decision was the decide the idea of doing this began very very early in the administration long in advance of any letter from the justice department and two that the letter from the justice department itself originated from pressure in part from the commerce department to get such a letter that would give them the excuse for adopting the rule on the, the citizenship question so there's a lot of evidence in the court records that cut very much against what the secretary's been saying would it make sense that the Justice Department at this time would need information like that to enforce the Voting Rights Act? Um, a lot of people say no. Uh, they've been, it's been done. The Voting Rights Act has been enforced rather successfully without this question for some time. Uh, and they, until, uh, until they were repeatedly prodded by commerce, they had expressed no interest in this now or in prior uh, voting rights, prior uh, presidential administrations, which may have, which were more known for their aggressive enforcement of the Voting Rights Act. Now, from what I understand, even people in the Commerce Department, the experts in this area, which includes the Census Bureau, said the question could result in undercounting the state's non-citizen population and They've prepared methods to sort of mitigate the shortfall if it happens. Right. Now, there's, there's a lot, there's well-established evidence that if you ask this question, uh, even if you're known to be asking this question, some people will simply not fill out the form, uh, whether they're non-citizens themselves or they simply have non-citizens in their families. Uh, some households will have a mixture of citizens and non-citizens, and that uh, people will be uncertain or will doubt the secrecy of the census results. They're supposed to be confidential, but they'll be nervous about it, and they'll be nervous that even if they are 
uh, here legitimately with proper documentation. Um, they may be nervous that this will have some negative reaction for them. So there's a lot of concern uh, that this will, if this, if this question is asked, that it will exacerbate the undercount and lead to instantly an improper count. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's discuss this case that's coming before the Supreme Court on the census. Will Ross's testimony about this and his different, uh, well, let's say, Will Ross's testimony about this and his position on this be part of the Supreme Court case or not? Uh, well, it won't be in the record, as far as I know. I mean, in fact, what the Supreme Court is technically doing is it is reviewing the decision of Judge Furman in New York on taking the case up before the, before the case went through the, court of, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. I'm not sure if they have yet added the case out of California, but everyone expects that they will, in part because the, 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 the issue of, what, of the, the questions on the census really has to be decided fairly soon. There really has to be a decision, I think, some people think, by June. So there is a closed record. In some sense, the question is, the, the Judge Furman at least made a conclusion, not on a constitutional question, but purely on the Administrative Procedure Act. Uh, that the way in which the decision was made to add this question failed to comply with the Administrative Procedure Act. So there is a record on that. So I don't know that this will be in. It's possible that the lawyers will try and get some of it in. Um, but I think there already is a complete record. Now, the second judge in California, Judge Seaborg, wrote that the inclusion of the citizenship question on the 2020 census threatens the very foundation of our democratic system and does so based on a self-defeating rationale. As you mentioned, two judges, both times saying the citizenship question shouldn't be included. But looking at the Supreme Court, do you see with this more conservative court a different opinion there? Well, again, and, and certainly uh, two of the judges have already, in, uh, in separate opinions, connected with the decision to take the case have expressed some doubts about uh, what Judge Furman in New York did. It was in a, sort of an opinion by uh, Justice Gorsuch, Gorsuch, I think, joined by Justice Thomas. Um, I mean, at least the, uh, the Furman case, the New York case, will focus really about administrative procedures. And in theory, it should be whatever the views are about how the census should be run. The question really is, did the, did the Commerce Department follow the rules? Did they do the kinds of review uh, necessary to make major change like this that the law requires? Uh, as, I, as advocates of the question will point out, have pointed out, and many times in the past, a, uh, a citizen, citizenship question was part of the census, although I think the last time was either in 1950 or 1960, so it is a big departure from the last many decades. It's not out of the question for that issue, question to be asked, but there is a real downside to it in terms of reducing the accuracy of the count. And I think what, what the Department's Department should have done if it wanted to ask this question was do a legitimate review. Uh, of whether of the benefits of the, of the question versus the harms. And the allegations that have been made by the people challenging this and the finding, I think, in both the New York and California courts is that they failed to do the kind of 
assessment that the Administrative Procedures Act normally requires. All right. Thanks so much, Rich. As always, we'll be keeping our eyes on the Supreme Court for the final answer to this. That's Richard Brafalt, a professor at Columbia Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.